Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer, Ross Barber. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. Oh my god. I'm those things, and my name is Marcin Valley. Let's keep going. <laughs> so this week we're joined by serial songwriter Shelley Pikin. Shelley is a multi-platinum Grammy-nominated writer behind massive hits such as Bitch by Meredith Brooks, which Marcio and I were singing before we, uh, we called you. What a Girl Wants and Come On Over by Christina Aguilera. Oh god. These are like songs that are permanently in my brain. Sorry, I've got to shut up. I'm totally ruining the introduction. Go ahead. <laughs> Elevator by David Archuleta and Rotten to the Core from Disney's Descendants. Uh-huh. In addition to her songwriting work, she's well known as a mentor, panelist, consultant and guest speaker in the music industry. And her first book, Confessions of a Serial Songwriter, is due for release this year. We're really excited to welcome her to the show and see what we can learn from her experience in the industry. So, hey, Shelley. Hey, Hi. nice to be here. How are you? Tri- triangle. I'm so good. It's a beautiful day in LA. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Um, um, well, I have been doing the songwriting thing for at least 30 years professionally, which I don't like to say that a lot because people think, <laughs> my God, she's a grandmother. So, so you were, you, you were in the womb yeah. when you were writing yes, songs? Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, I am a proud mother as well. So I sort of have a split life. Um, and I am sending my only child to college in about 10 days. Oh. I'm going with her at first, but that's um, sort of rocking my world, giving me a whole lot more to think about and write about. And, um, well, the third thing that you probably, you guys know, is that I've been working for two years on this this book called Confessions of a Serial Songwriter. Um, and I was doing it on my own behalf since I sat down to start writing it and was going to self-publish the week after I put my daughter in college because I thought I'm going to need something to not replace her, of course, but to distract me and to cheer me up yeah. when I miss her. And after doing this on my own for all this time, I was offered a book deal a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I weighed the options, and it looks like it's going to have a, an established publisher put it out instead of Will All Me, which would have been fine, and there are some wonderful books that are um, self-published, but um, I'm going to have help after all, which sort of makes me feel good because doing it yourself is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And we'll, we're going to actually not put it out this year. It'll soft launch in January, uh, most likely at the, at the NAMM show here in L.A., and then be in stores a month or two later so you didn't know that well, i'm excited i really um, want to read so, this I yeah, really and, my, read it. and my agent says don't talk about it don't say anything because it <laughs> jinxes it up so i say say to her i'm not i'm not giving details but you know 
I'm past the point in my life where you jinx these things. If they fall yeah. through, they fall through. And aspiring songwriters should know that things do fall through. And you have to brush yourself off and get up and just keep going. And if it falls through, I will, but it won't. Oh, exactly. Well, I already know. I know a lot of people that are excited for your book. I mean, I'm excited. Marcia's excited. And one of our listeners is very excited. She's a big fan of yours. And I think, Aww. actually, uh, it's probably a good point just to ask her her question that she asked me to ask you because All you right. mentioned about, uh, you know, things falling through and, you know, things yeah. don't always go well. Yeah. Um, this is so, not only a listener, but a former guest. Yeah, she was, okay. she was a guest on our show, too. Tam, um, Tam, Hansen. Tam Hansen. She awesome. wants to know... What were some difficult challenges you had to come uh, so overcome earlier in your career? Um, and also, at the same time, what were the early successes? Good well, the, the challenges are always about getting in the door, even if you have a song that's perfect for the record. There are so many songs out there that are perfect for the record. Um, Sometimes the perfect is not just the opinion of the person who wrote it. Sometimes the song really is perfect. And there's just so many other things that need to be considered, especially today, but even so in the past. And I think of things like, um, do you have name recognition? Um, and... I say to everybody that feels like they can't get in the door because nobody knows their name, at some point, everybody who has a recognizable name didn't. And they got in the door somehow. And now their name is known. So you can't let these things deter you or bring you down. If they bring you down, let it bring you down for a day. Feel it get it over with, and then forget about it. Because if you let things like that affect you long-term, it is going to affect you. Whereas you need to just let it go. Um, so hopefully at some point that one song or that particular song that should be on the album stumbles in and gets there. And you could not have imagined how or why or the detail it just does. Um, there's a lot of cliched believing in yourself um, and going forth with blinders on. I think that's the main thing that I was challenged with coming up in the business. And I have to say, I still am. I think more so lately than ever, there are more songwriters than ever before or or people that can call themselves songwriters because you don't only have to be able to play an instrument or write a lyric these days. If you can um, work Pro Tools or be a producer, you can be, call yourself a songwriter. And because of technology, there's so many more of us and so much more competition. Um, a lot more of us in a room when one song is written, so less of a piece of the pie. Um, and... Um, a lot more camps now writing for perhaps one artist making a record. Maybe that one artist has this group of people that she or he likes to work with as opposed to an A&R person um, looking through a thousand songs for the perfect songs. It comes down to maybe songs that are from that camp. So in order to infiltrate the camp or be invited to it, there's a whole other level of um, 
a challenge. How does it differ writing on your own for someone and writing in a group of songwriters for someone? And what do you like? What do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Which, which, uh, I like both. I don't, I can't say I like too many people in a room because I think it dilutes any idea that I might've come with, Absolutely. but there's more of a party atmosphere. Mm. There's more of let's everybody throw out an ingredient and see what the cake tastes like. And the cake might not always taste like the cake you envisioned when you walked in the room because there's just so many influences. Um, but it can be fun. And if you enjoy the people's company and there's humor, um, it can be a lot of fun. Um, I do also enjoy just sitting down at a piano when there's nobody home and there's no phone within 20 feet of me uh, and there's no gardener and there's nobody at the door ringing the bell, <laughs> no FedEx coming. I mean, if I could, if I could arrange that, it's a miracle. <laughs> but the privacy, I think privacy just really allows you to be 100% pure with whatever it is you're feeling and you want to say without even one collaborator next to you saying, hmm, I have an opinion about that. And their opinion might be valid, and and correct. I mean, as if there is a correct when you're writing a piece yeah, of it's subjective. Exactly. But um, it's nice sometimes just to have no opinion affecting what you're putting forth um, at a given session with yourself. And there's an indulgence there that um, that I really enjoy, as well as the party, as the committee. I love that. As a committee room. I think when it's coming out, you know, I, I think it's important. It's very vulnerable. You're very vulnerable at that moment. Having someone jump in in that moment is heartbreaking. I think when you have some distance from it, maybe that's okay. Okay, how can we improve the song? Yeah. Uh, there are people I've worked with for years and years that I feel maybe more comfortable in a room with than a, than a blind date right. um, that I go to now. And these are people that... Um, we could just look at each other and say, are you kidding? That line sucks. Are you kidding? <laughs> and who knows, at the end of the day, we might decide that we were wrong. Sometimes the most ridiculous line turns into something so interesting. I mean, the, the worst thing to do is, 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 is stay safe and stay yeah, yes. beige, as we call it. Um, what sort of highlights would you say um, uh, you've experienced so far? You know, we sp- uh, Tam kind of asked about your early successes, but now uh, the whole, like you said, 30, 30 years of songwriting, particularly on the... On the uh, um, massive hits level. What's been some of your, your highlights? On the massive hits level, um, the highlight would be a number one song on the Hot 100, which um, at the time, let's say that Christina Aguilera's What a Girl Wants was number one on the Hot 100. That was the holy grail. <laughs> it was the chart that mattered at the time. Um, there weren't, I mean, there were a few, there was a hip hop chart and there was a country chart, but for pop mainstream song, I mean, uh, the iTunes was just coming to be, um, I think I don't know if it was out yet. Um, so there was just this one chart that, that we aspire to, um, for me. Um, now I feel like I can have a number one and that's great, but, um, there are so many charts at the time 
the Hot 100 really mattered. I mean, they all matter, but you know what I mean. It was the one. It was right, the right. holy grail that we all aspire to. Um, I don't know if it's... Um, I don't know. I'd be pretty happy with any, one I w- any number one I would get now as well. Um, but then it was just like an out-of-body experience. And I remember when that happened, my daughter was um, two years old, and I was reading her a passage from Winnie the Pooh. And the phone rang, and I didn't want to answer it because I was with her, but I saw it was a record label, and I couldn't help myself. I answered the phone. I think um, What a Girl Wants was, I think, number 11 at the time. And um, my friend from the label said, you know, it's going to go number one next week. And there was my daughter waiting for me to read what what Pooh is going to do. And here was my friend on the phone saying it was going to go number one. And I didn't know what to do. (laughs) So um, I said, thank you very much. And hopefully it's not a mistake. And I put the phone down and I finished the story. And I tucked her in and I sat in that chair like I did every night and I waited till I was sure she was sleeping. I write about this in my book oh, too. Gonna make and I, and I, and I have two little and, boys myself. Oh, just, well, I'm at it's that a balance. stage right now, you know, it's, it's a balance. And when I was sure she was sleeping, I tiptoed out of the room, and I shut the door and I went nuts. I was just like <laughs> jumping up and down, down the hallway. I just couldn't believe it. But the, the, um, being a parent, and being a songwriter, I mean, you really have to, my, my child was my priority since the day she was born. And it didn't mean that the music didn't matter. It did. It mattered a lot. But my, my perspective definitely changed and how important things were compared to how important her happiness was or her health was. It never went back to the other way around. The songs went to the back. The whole music career took the back seat since that day, and it's never come up front again. And it, I mean, how old are your kids? Mine are. Rocio. He's he's going to be three. Skyler's going to be three, and River is just over four months old. Mm-hmm. So they're. I'm in that. So stage you're of time in that. Moment. You're in that black hole of you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, my, my husband's a composer. And both of us were working at the time. Um, And when they're really young, it's just you can't explain to them, well, I have to, can this wait? I have to go to a session. It's just like if they're sick, the session is canceled and rescheduled. And that was, um, that's a challenge, you know, because I saw a lot of my friends who weren't having children uh, really excel a lot faster at that point and write a lot more and take sessions and stay there until 3 a.m., 4 a.m. all night long. And it was just a choice I made. I wasn't going to do that. If I was going to write with somebody, they'd have to be able to start at 10 a.m. and I'd have to be done by 4, especially in preschool. I wanted to be out of there. I wanted to be home for dinner. And if they couldn't write with me, early enough i'd have to pass and say see you in 18 years <laughs> time the passage of time yeah i i i sa- i hear a uh, i feel a new song coming on here i think of those are, are we going to co-write are we going to co-write a song we just did like, right now we do this interview? <laughs> right now <laughs> 30 30 yeah, amazing. Uh, done <laughs> yeah the passage of time there's just like you know zillions of songs you could write about oh, that yeah. it's just yeah oh yeah absolutely 
So I'd like to ask, um, what advice would you give to someone who maybe hasn't written for anyone before? Um, what kind of steps would they take? Um, maybe partly for the approach that they would take, if it's maybe different from writing for themselves, and also in getting it in front of the people that, that you know, that can help them get it to the, the right artist. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're writing for somebody else and you're with somebody else and they have a record deal that you're writing for, um, your feelings don't matter as much. When I'm with somebody who's making a record, I want to say to them, what's on your mind? This is your record. Um, otherwise, you're doing them a disservice. And you're doing you, yourself a disservice because if you're just going to put your ideas out there and they don't see things the same way, they're not going to put that song on the record. So you want to service them. And you want to do it authentically because hopefully... Um, they will say something or bring something up that you can relate to that you felt yourself before. And if you say, wow, that's, I know what you're talking about, then write about that because then you have that in common. Um, And then you have to hope that they could present it to their label or their manager and say, I really care about this song. This is me speaking. Um, When Meredith and I wrote Bitch, we were very lucky because we both, we're 50-50 feeling what that song was saying. To this day, I have to feel like she was the vehicle, but I felt like that song was about just as much about me as it was about her. So in situations where you can both have the feeling that you're writing about, that is ideal. Um, sometimes you might not have the same thing on your mind. You still have to try to help that person write the song. Um, Now, sometimes you're in a room with another serial songwriter (laughs) and you're just writing a song to pitch to somebody. That's a different story. But I think you still have to find a common ground because if you don't have common ground with the person you're writing with, then one of you is not really being authentic. And unless you're an incredible craftsperson, which a lot of songwriters are, you're going to the listener is going to know that that song was written from a place that was conjured. The song was conjured rather than written from a place where the writer was really feeling something or knowing what they were talking about. So to be honest, I think that there are a lot of really talented songwriters who can craft a song from, from, from a place of not actually having experienced the feeling before. Um, I admire them. And I wish I had a little bit more of that because my boundaries would be way wider. But I know that my most successful songs, and perhaps there's only as many as I could count on two hands, um, were written from a place where I was just really telling the truth, that I wasn't imagining how I would feel if I felt that way. Um, That's where I write best. That's from where I write best. You know, you're saying that you, you kind of wish that you had more of that uh, craft that you could just write at any point, but I, I, I hope that you don't because I'm sorry, but I, I, I respect the way you write. You know, you, you're, you're someone who changes Thank my idea. Yeah, you change my idea of, um, you know, artists who get, have songwriters that aren't themselves, you know what I mean? 
being a singer songwriter, I've always thought, no, you got to write your own songs. But you know, not every s- great singer writes songs, and not every mm-hmm. great songwriter is a singer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or wants to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So bringing that together is a beautiful thing to me if it comes from an authentic place, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in my mind it was always, oh, songwriter separate, singer singer separate. It's all, um, like you said, conjured. It's all fake. And that's not true. You know, clearly that's not true. No. And, you know, personally, the, um, the music I buy, I listen to everything. Because if you're going to be a songwriter, you need to be aware of everything on the radio. You need to be aware of the stuff you love and the stuff that you don't love. Hmm. Um, if you're going to design clothes, you need to see what's out there and pay attention to what at, what's out there and be cognizant of the stuff you love and the stuff you don't, the stuff you'd wear and the stuff you'd give away. But as a consumer, I prefer buying music that feels authentic to me, that feels like it was written by a band or a recording artist who participated in the writing and not only participated, but really um, start planted the seed and invited people to the party. That said, there's a lot of people buying music out there who don't need to feel that they want to feel up from the music they buy. They want to be able to go out on the night, on the town with the girls or to a club and feel uplifted and feel like they're celebrating and feel like the song makes them happy. Um, or they don't need to feel like it was a song written because somebody needed to express their innermost confessions. And so as a songwriter, I care about those songs as well because very often I'm in a position where I'm going to need to write them. And although I feel like most of my best material comes from that heartful, authentic place, I have written those up fun songs. If I'm in a room with someone that's good enough, I could throw ingredients out there and participate and have a big song with that too. Sure. Um, So we just have to be, you know, we have to be aware of everything that's out there because we might be put in a situation, you will be put in a situation where you're going to have to challenge what you're capable of. Do you thrive on that? Yes. (laughs) However, (laughs) I wrote my book because I felt like after being in the business as long as I had, I was waking up every day feeling like I wanted to go forward writing songs with different rules for myself. Um, I don't know if I would go to a session now where I knew that there were five other people involved and write a song about going to a club. Um, There are songs on the radio that were written by a committee um, about going out and celebrating that I love, you know, loads of Bruno Mars songs. I love them, but I am not the best person to write that song. So for many years when I was younger, I went and I did my best 
Many times I failed. Frequently I succeeded. And it was all part of the road. To a new songwriter, I would suggest that they do the same. An aspiring songwriter, a younger songwriter, you pay your dues. I feel like at this point in my career, um, I was, well, a couple of years ago, I was waking up and going to sessions that I wasn't necessarily excited about going to anymore. And I felt like I had paid my dues. Um, not that I'm not going to fail again. I will, and I do every day. But I feel after my book is out and I go and then I, I have more time to go back into writing sessions, I might be choosier where I go. And I might choose to say no thank you to certain sessions that I feel I'm not the best person for or won't enjoy as much. But I need to make clear that somebody starting out, I would say, go to everything. Right, Explore, right. experiment. Find out about yourself. Find out what you enjoy. Find out where you're giving your best, in what situations you're giving your best to the people that invite you. Sometimes you might be invited to a session and the people don't even know you might not be the best person to go. But we figure that out along the way. And then I think we earn the right to readjust our process. Does that make sense? That's beautiful. Absolutely. I I think it it goes for a lot of things in the music industry. There's a lot of trial and error. I think Mm -hmm. you need to try stuff out, see what you like, see what you're good at. You might find that you're great at something that you didn't know you were going to be good at. Um, So yeah, you just need to try everything. And I think especially in the early stages when you're you're still getting to know who you are, both professionally and as a person, Mm -hmm. um, those are the kind of things that can help you grow and guide the path that you maybe didn't even know was there. Was there. Um, because for me, I actually I studied popular music performance at university because I thought I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. I learned in my last year, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this at all. And I, I realized I wanted to go more behind the scenes. And, mm-hmm. and now I, I design websites for musicians. That's what I do every day. But, um, you know, I, I learned that. I'm glad I learned it then and didn't learn mm-hmm. it, you know, 10 years later when I was thinking that I wanted to be a, right. well, you're a, lucky. You know, a singer-songwriter. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. I am lucky that I learned it at that mm-hmm. point. But I think um, I definitely needed to try it first. Mm-hmm. And because I tried it, I realized it wasn't for me. Um, I think more people should do the same. Try stuff, yeah. see what works, yeah. see what doesn't. And listen to that voice drug. in your head. <laughs> right, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what? listen to that voice in your head that's saying, you know, I'm, I'm unhappy. Why am I unhappy? Is it the session I'm going to? Is, the way I, is it the way I'm being treated? Am I writing too much for the genre? And, and it's not, I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor. And then in other situations, I do and I feel welcome and the people love me and they enjoy me and I enjoy them. You have to listen your to those conversations. Like you said your child's happiness was was more important than writing songs your happiness is is just as important that's that's right yeah. sometimes i think when you have kids you're so occupied that you're not getting a chance to collect <laughs> those thoughts cuz you're you know they have an ear infection and all you can think about is that so There's always an ear infection <laughs> or some oh, sort especially of with two kids <laughs> always something <laughs> are you ready for 20 questions Yes, I don't know what they are, so um, it's okay. um, let me take a drink of water. <laughs> Ross, do you want to start this time? I will. All right. <clears throat> All right. Coffee so, or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Mm. Aww. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> I think that's both. <laughs> it really depends on the day. I, can I combine them? Sure. I, I would never have one without the other. Okay. <laughs> this protein has got to be ba- balanced. There we go. I'm sorry I cheated. I can't choose. <laughs> CD or vinyl? <sighs> you know, <laughs> vinyl in my heart, CD in my brain. That's a good answer. We'll take that. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Mac or PC? What's this? What do you have? Mac, 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 Mac. Use Mac. Yeah. Los Angeles or New York? Can't. Apples, oranges. I love them both. (laughs) I'm from New York. I live in LA. So diplomatic. I love it. I'm gonna bungee back and forth. (laughs) I think you're really gonna struggle with these later questions. I'm sorry. (laughs) I like that you're letting me stray. Breaking Bad or Orange is the New Black? Orange. Britney Spears? They, they, play, they play Bitch in Orange. I love Orange. When did they play that? Which, yes, which, they did. All the no, prisoners which, were singing. No, which, in the, which, the, Was this the first season or second or third? I think it was the second okay, season. Okay, so it's like last yeah. year in my mind. So, so I kind no of like... Kidding, that's awesome. It's like, they're okay in my books. That was <laughs> big. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera. I'm with but you I love Britney, But I love Britney, but I love Britney. Indie or major? Indie. Canada or Scotland? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> that's worse. just, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I've been to Canada. I haven't been to Scotland, so. Everybody I'm says gonna, that. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that. So dot, dot, dot. And then it's like, oh, no, I think we just have to come to our own conclusion as to what that means. Yeah, so. that either means that they're picking Canada or they're picking <laughs> Canada. you ask that question? It gets worse. I'm very it sorry. You just say, why don't you just go me or him? It's <laughs> <laughs> not fair. Wait till the last question. <laughs> you go well to think about that one. Adele or Ed Sheeran? Adele. Breaking Bad or Homeland? Homeland. I've still not seen the last season. I'm still. I need to get oh, on there. And they they redeemed themselves in the latest season. Lennon or McCartney? Oh, I posted this last week. Did you see my post on that? I think this is why I I'm asking asked the question. The same, <laughs> I asked the same thing. I I just you, these are impossible. Impossible. It's you like know you know. If I, I, I hear, maybe I'm amazed. It's Paul. If I hear across the universe, uh, stuff. you know what? I just can't. If I had to pick, it's hard to pick, but. Oh, I don't want to say it. Lennon is just amazing, but one of my favorite songs of all time was written by Paul McCartney yesterday. Carol King or Joni Mitchell? Carol King. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Jackson. Twerk <laughs> or work? Work. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Gervais. Good answer. Good answer. I was 50-50. <laughs> really? <laughs> Intriguing. Intriguing. Whale or kale? Kale. You like kale? I love kale. I love kale. You're so, you're, you definitely are from LA then. <laughs> the things I know, the answers I know, I know. Bette Midler or the Riddler? Bette Midler. And finally, I'm sorry, Ross or Marcio. <laughs> You guys are sick. <laughs> it's like torture. You know, it's like Lennon and McCartney. 
<laughs> I'll take that. I feel like that's a compliment in some. Oh, that's uh, the Paul, and that's the John, though. It's what's that? You're the Paul, and and Ross is the John. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm the attractive yeah. one. <laughs> They're both hot. <gasps> Success. So I was going to ask you if you have any music recommendations, but I think you already did. The Beatles, and I think that well, anyone, always. But anyone currently, I'll, I'm happy to. Currently, yeah, I'm loved. Do. Family of the year. Love their last album. Love their new single, uh, "Make You Mine." Love, really good. Um, Brandy Clark, I love. You know Brandy Clark? Uh, con- that's a country artist. Yes. Yeah, I know. That. And I'm not even a country girl, but yeah, her right. album's amazing. And Tori Kelly, I really like too. Cool. She's yeah, she's yeah. kind of um, really rising up lately. I've yeah. noticed a and lot. And you can tell that she's very involved in writing those songs and um, not just singing them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love anybody who will just sing a song and not participate in the writing of them from a songwriter point of view. But I'm talking about who I, who I like listening to. I like to feel like they, um, that it's about them, that it came from them. We want everyone to go to your website, which is Shelly. Shellypiken.com. S H E L L Y P E I K E N.com. And, um, there's a lot of resourceful information. Shelly at Shelly underscore Pikin um, on Twitter. Um, and my Facebook page is um, Serial Songwriter. Songwriter. <laughs> you could we find it. We did our me. research. Yeah. yeah, we did. And I'd love if everybody that went there would like the page and join in on the conversations. You don't have to be a songwriter. You could just be a music lover or just simply have an opinion. Yeah, Jordan. you're really great because you you. It's not just all about you on there. You really you really seem to want to start a conversation, which is what social media yeah. is, is about. Well, I feel like, and I, I say this often, and it is the truth. I feel that I learned, and I have learned as much from my Facebook community as they have said they have learned from me. I've learned so much about streaming and how we get paid and how we don't get paid and I have become an activist because of all the conversation uh, on my page and I feel like I wake up with a lot more purpose because of all the engagement Um, and I'm going to continue to do it I enjoy it I'm hooked well uh, we were just about to wrap up but I got to ask you one last thing because I, I guess it's a it's a very different world when it comes to royalties now than it was 20 years ago Yes. When Bitch came out, right? I mean, yes. how is it different from your, from your actual perspective and how has it actually affected you personally? It's affected and going to affect every songwriter. And in a nutshell, and this is very complicated, um, let me just start off by saying this. If you go to my website and go to the Getting Paid page, there are about 10 links there that will discuss all of this and it gets very complicated but every songwriter should know about it because it's important and music has value and we want to get fair mar- paid fair market value and we're not um, but if you go look at those links you'll learn a lot and if you go to the getting paid page there's a video on there that's about the song songwriters equity act this has been so great thank you so much Thanks for, for sharing having your- me yeah, absolutely. It's been our pleasure. Thank you for yeah. sharing your 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 knowledge and your experience with us. It's it's very very awesome. Thank and you. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Awesome we, we tried just, to. I keep saying the word awesome like it overused. Awesome is an it, awesome it's, word. It's it's overused. You know, it, it, I, we appreciate it. And you know, as a songwriter myself, and 
you know, I, I, I really hear a lot of the things you say and, and I, and mm-hmm. I take it to heart, you know, thank I you. Really, I really do. Thank um, you for, for those of those, for those people watching and listening, uh, if you want to hear my music, go to marcianovelli.com. And if you want to find out what I'm up to, you can uh, find it more at electrickiwi.co.uk. Beautiful. Please come on again soon, maybe in the next year when, or something. When the book drops, I would yes. love to, because be then, then people will have read it and we can discuss what's in it. Yeah, that's yeah, that awesome. That's a good plan. It's been a pleasure. I'm so excited. I actually did the arm. I'm like, that's awesome. I did that <laughs> did you? Now he's doing the arm with the awesome. <laughs> All right. Talk soon, Shelley. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.